Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Serena Williams thing is great. The carbon paddle thing. Uh-huh. What else? Uh... There's indoor PPA going on right now. I just saw yep. Tyson McGuffin lost uh, as the number one seed in the singles, men's. Who did he lose to? Uh, Julian. Uh... Arnold? Yep. Really? Yeah. Just like an hour ago. And I don't know who's one. And Ryan Sherry is second seed. And Frank Anthony Davis, our third, is third seed. I don't know why I said yeah. our third seed because he has like three first names. That's why. Uh Frank Anthony Davis, our third seed. So second and third seed. And I left right before match point where I think uh, third game and Ryan Sherry was up 10-9. So I don't know. We could find out right now who won. Oh, so he didn't. I mean, yeah, whatever. What? Um, it's a really light It's a really light draw. I was looking at the Wow, dude, like, shots fired. Well, I mean, it is. I was, lo- I was looking at. <laughs> Bro, is <laughs> you listening to this? Are you listening to Thomas? <laughs> You guys are out there battling for the prize, and Thomas is saying that it's easy out there. Easy you know in the pickleball I'm, indoor streets. I've had a stressful week. I'm slinging it. You know what else I want to say? <laughs> yeah. Is it, <laughs> wait, is it directed at me? No, this guy. Okay. This guy took the first game off Tyson uh, this morning, and I want to say that somebody should disqualify him because his clothes were too small. Oh, I saw that. But he was super tall. He He's was super tall, clothes. though. Yeah, he was jacked, and it's like, all right, so like you like the five inch inseam, yeah. You like the five inch inseam. Mm-hmm. Tyson McGuffin wears the five inch inseam, kind I'm of taller than off. Tyson McGuffin. He, it looks shorter on me. This guy far, is he's far too big. Yeah, his claws are up. jacked. Yeah, and he and he's wearing like a tank, and also the tank was not loose fitting. Yeah, all right. You got to have well, a loose fitting tank to swing that paddle. That was probably his problem. Yeah, that's why I didn't pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he beat Tyson I, like 11 2 first game, which was. I can't even go to sleep if my clothes are too tight, dude. Sometimes yeah. I'll get up and change my underwear just because they're too tight. And I'm like, I got to have looser underwear to sleep in. So um, all right. that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, nice. Thank you. Uh, well, How well, dope is this Fila? It's a short sleeved velour zip up. Oh, I assumed it was like a, a jacket. No. It's a warm up, pretty dope, huh? Yeah, you might have to put some some more clothes on. Too much sex appeal going on right now. You think so? Just like the guy that uh, was battling Tyson McGuffin yeah. earlier yeah. today. I'm gonna disqualify you from this podcast. <laughs> don't, please don't. Okay, I what give we got people going on? a little bit of context here, though. Yeah. So I'm on headphones. I'm mm-hmm. in Michigan. Uh, I was traveling last second, so this is kind of. Uh, We'll probably only, we probably only go like 30, 45 minutes today. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to get something out, even though we are in disarray today. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of news. So I think we can still make a great episode. I think so. And sure. it just proves our adaptability. 
like on the fly, yeah. on the go, in the midst of crisis. The midst of crisis. Yeah. We're still able to pull something out. Uh, something, not just something, but yeah. probably something, some grade A gold content. Yeah, here's the thing. I get to go play pickleball after this too, so that's cool. Oh, I'm so jealous, dude. Um, but I'll tell you, all right, so I don't just, listen, I didn't just start writing a pickleball newsletter and it and do this and grow the dink into what it is. I live the life. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, my family lives the life. So my dad was supposed to play in the U S open this past weekend. Right. And uh, so I call him on Monday and I'm still thinking like, all right, I got to book a flight cause I'm the last second flight booker. Uh, I do it every time to Florida play. to watch your dad to. Yep. And uh, well, to just help out with the U S open too, we are going to help pickleball channel with some stuff. Okay. And uh, my grandpa was supposed to play. He's 85. My dad's 62. And uh, on Monday, I call my dad and I go, you know, what, what day are you getting there? And he goes, I'm not going. I go, what? And uh, he said he was having chest pains or, uh, you know, he's having shortness of breath or, or whatever. And we're like, all right, well, you got to go in. You got to get that checked out. And I was like, is grandpa still going? 85. Mm -hmm. uh, he goes, nope. Sounds like he dropped out too. And I go, well, what the? what the heck i think he just wasn't up and it. you weren't yeah. like you didn't call him quitters or anything you were like okay that's fine i did not i was like you guys take was, care of yourselves like yeah i was like figure yourselves out okay <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so anyway so my dad goes on this past monday right so he doesn't play in the u.s open yeah this past monday he um he uh, goes in to get his uh, like a ct scan or something and they notice blockages so all of a sudden within a span of, you know, a few hours, he's going in for open heart surgery. So I jump on a flight. Um, I've been in the hospital with him all week. He's doing phenomenally. And when he did get out of surgery, you know what the first thing he said to me was? I want a diet Coke. Close. <laughs> he Steak and eggs. So he has been offering all the nurses $1,000 for a diet Coke. Wow. Okay. But he looked at me and the first thing he said was, want to go play pickle tomorrow? Ooh. And I wasn't sure if he was making a joke or if he was like still too drugged up. But and uh, I think he was, he was making a joke. He's been in good spirit. So all is well, but I am back in Michigan and uh, I played pickleball last night for the first time in, in forever. And I'm playing tonight too. So. Oh, that sounds so dope. Dude. Looking up. We, uh, I'm unable to talk about certain things at this uh, juncture, but I was not able to pick up a pickleball paddle for almost six weeks. And upon my return, it felt very weird and foreign to put a paddle in my hand. And I'm very happy to be back on the courts. I'm yeah. really, really happy. But like the first day I was like, all the things I had built and all the talents, like easily close to a 7-0. Like Duper was having a hard time categorizing me somewhere. Yep. And then uh and then after my hiatus, I've dropped all the way back down to probably maybe under a four oh. I like it. I'm just realizing we I don't even know what ads we're supposed to do. We're I we have one I am personally in disarray. Talk I have to me one. about it. Let's, let's it's uh it. our forever hydration uh relight you know you can get uh them with the Take discount code pickleball and they are the only salt company that is mined in the united states out of utah 
tons of electrolytes in there. They have a lot of great different products. And especially as it get, it's getting hotter, it's for reals. The only product I've noticed has made a difference with muscle cramps. Uh, and so I'm going to keep, uh, drinking that stuff makes me feel really good. And especially down here in Arizona, where it sometimes can get up to 115 in the summers, I can go an extra half an hour to an hour when I'm drinking relight in the, in the heat of the day. It's like superpower. Yeah. I mean a booster for sure. So I recommend trying it, uh, again, pickleball at checkout on uh, relights uh, website. Uh, and yeah, let's get into some right. news, dude. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of stuff has been, has been going on. You, you did a good job, uh, recapping that thing, but we should, uh, but we didn't comment on it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we should go over, well, we should talk about just, um, the paddle controversy and what happened first. At the US Open. Okay. So this is what I know. Yeah. Okay. Cause you're going like to, you, and you fill in the gaps. Because all I got was this is me following it on social media, seeing the headlines, seeing the Dink newsletter headlines. Basically, USA Pickleball said carbon paddles, for some reason, even though they passed the system and are approved paddles, they now all of a sudden are not approved. Yeah, that's correct. And then earlier today, I started seeing things that were saying that Actually, they do meet the guidelines-ish, or there's some weird thing going on, but I did not delve too much into that. Uh, but it is weird to have a bunch of athletes show up to the U.S. Open with a paddle that's been approved, only to then get there and say the paddle you want to play with and that you've planned on playing with and that we have given the thumbs up to is no longer a paddle you can play with. That's mm-hmm. got to screw some people up. Mm-hmm. Definitely did, yeah. And I mean, I know they, that- I'm assuming USA Pickleball just reimbursed everybody who brought a carbon paddle uh, for their time and energy and travel to make it, you know, more fair. Yeah. You know how they do. <laughs> okay. It's super accommodating. <laughs> so, um, so what happened? Yeah. Okay. So I think the gist is that uh, what Carbon's saying is there was a bad batch of paddles that went to market so mm, okay so like they were uh, produced differently aj kohler for example playing with a carbon paddle that was a bad batch if you will that's what they're saying corked like a corked bat in baseball maybe <laughs> yeah you could yeah you can make that i guess you can make that comparison okay um but they had previously been approved by usa pickleball all the carbon paddles had Mm-hmm. But apparently, whatever was tested at the U.S. Open um, that led to the disqualification of those paddles, mm-hmm. what those paddles that were tested at the U.S. Open, those were different than what had previously whatever passed. had been previously been approved. Right? There was there was a difference there, and so that's whether that was a bad batch, whether it was on purpose, whether there's something, whether it's a you know, USA pickleball bias or something like that, right? Like at this point, it's all conspiracy conjecture, wow. but they're all, there are some uh, interesting, interesting theories. Well, some fun assumptions being made. I mean, we go to the corked bats thing. Like there's a paddle gets approved based on the design, 
But then who's overseeing that that is replicated every single time and not changed and manipulated a little bit in production? Like that definitely is something that, especially as the sport grows, is going to have to be policed more, right? For sure. I think uh, they should be testing every single match. I mean, who's to say that? Every single paddle that a pro uses it, the right. exact you could, paddle. You could they, even take a. You could even take a, a paddle that's within the guidelines, and you could go take a penny, right? Mm-hmm. Scratch it on the surface, and all of a sudden, you just like you know five x your grip. Yeah, technically still USAPA approved paddle, right? So okay, there's all sorts of ways you could skirt the rules if you if you wanted to, but whatever happened here, it gave rise to new policies for USA pickleball. And for the the PPA, well, there will be more stringent testing moving forward. Do you want me to tell you what I think they should do? Sure. For the pros. If you're a pro-sponsored athlete, you send a box to the tournament of the paddles that you will use during that tournament, whether it's five paddles, six paddles, however many paddles you need to play in a tournament, send them. They can come brand new from the factory. Your sponsor can send them to the place. And then once they get approved, yeah, you can wait them however you need to do whatever you got to do to them. But then maybe those paddles travel with the PPA to the events for the players. Are you taking notes? I am. Okay. So well, you, you, you said something and I wanted to write it down so I could remember it. Okay. <laughs> Good. So that's what I'm thinking. Like something like that. Uh, you need to submit your paddles uh, beforehand so that they yes. have time okay. to really look over them i remember yes. as i said listen we're in disarray yes. today yeah. i'm at um, my aunt and uncle's house which is in uh in michigan maybe. you're not even at your parents house no no <laughs> so i asked to borrow their office but my uncle just had to come in and grab something um and you wrote a note to him like leave me alone no no, oh. no, I actually wrote down the fact that you were saying like, okay, so the players should send in their paddles or whatever. So the PBA, their new policy is they are shifting the onus onto the players themselves where they're actually opening up like a two hour window before each event where players can go and voluntarily test their paddles because so player, this is totally optional, right? Like yeah. they, they wouldn't have to. But if they don't, and then they go play with something that is later deemed illegal because maybe somebody challenged it or some other reason for it to be tested, they'll get in trouble. Um, Okay. There's like a number of sanctions. And let me read them because otherwise I'm going to butcher this. Ready? Yes. So a policy passed the Pro Player Council vote unanimously last night, and this will be implemented 5-15, right? So the 15th of May, so in 10 days. Players can only use paddles on a USA pickleball approved list. The PPA will hold open testing for each pro singles and doubles event. Players can utilize these testing windows to ensure that their paddles are in compliance. The PPA has the right to challenge paddle compliance at its sole discretion. At any point during, before, or after a match, a player may challenge the compliance of an opponent's paddle. The match continues and at match end, players must hand their paddles to officials for testing prior to leaving the court or risk forfeiture and further disciplinary action. An illegal paddle results in a forfeit. If the paddle is deemed legal, the challenging player must pay a $250 paddle testing fee, which is interesting. Hmm. For the second offense, 
assuming that the the paddle was found to be illegal. Yeah. Um, any player caught using an illegal paddle twice in a 180 day period will be suspended from PPA events for 90 days and then face 90 days of probation. If a player is, uh, if, a, if a paddle is tested again within those 90 days and a player has a, a third offense, mm-hmm. they'll be banned from the PPA indefinitely. And again, it's kind of like up to the PPA's discretion, right? No, so. I don't like this. I'll tell you why it's putting too much on the player when it might be the producer of the paddles fault. It might be the production of the paddle. So like getting caught like a couple of times, it's like cross contamination with uh, performance enhancing drugs. Like some factories that produce vitamins also produce like some things that will help make you test positive on a drug ban list. Mm. And it's not necessarily your fault. So Mm. I think that, they need to just be more direct with it with every player and say, everybody submit your paddles in a box with your name on it. Those are the paddles you get for the tournament. However many you need, weight them, however you do, whatever you got to do to them. They still got to be legal. We're going to test each and every one, or we're going to randomly test boxes of them. They don't even have to test all of them at that point. If everybody's submitting them, they test 10% of them and then they play. But doesn't that accomplish the same thing? Well, the thing is they're putting too much on the player here when it could be a production blip. Like, let's say you're playing with a paddle that's like stock off the shelf. Yeah, so it's your responsibility to just go get your paddle tested before playing. And if you get it tested before playing and it fails, then you have to find another paddle. Um, And there's no repercussions for that. And they'll test it for free. There's no $250 charge. Yeah. So they're, they're discouraging people from challenging somebody's paddle that they are suspect of, which is also a problem. Well, they're just, yeah, they're discouraging unnecessary challenges, but sure. if you face a $250 fine, you're probably already unlikely to challenge another player's paddle just because like, it's an, it's like, the look. if I'm a player, I'm not gonna, it's like, I, like if I'm playing pickup basketball, I never call foul. Even if you like hack me, I'm just yeah. not going to do it. Right. They should you just randomly, they should just randomly test paddles. Like, yeah, yeah. A, a lot of sports drug testing, like if somebody something, has like a crazy performance yeah. or something, they take like, you know, they choose like 10, 15% of the yeah. field and just test their paddles at random. Well, seven, seven out of seven of the players voted on this. So apparently they liked it and there was something about it. I Do you mean, think seven players is a big enough like, sample size? I mean, who knows? I'm just curious, like what the, <laughs> I'm just curious, like what the ultimate goal is, like, what were they driving at? So when you create this policy, mm-hmm. what's the ultimate outcome that you're looking for? It sounds like they're just trying to figure out a way to be able to hold players accountable, but I don't think it's about accountability, right? It should be, the goal should be eliminate illegal paddles from a match. Right? Correct. Fair play. So that's, that should be the focal point, not necessarily yes. being able to like punish uh, a player yeah. Uh, so I think maybe the way it's structured is a little bit odd, but either way, I feel like this is sort of, um, this is not really going to be a big deal moving forward. Like it's not really? gonna happen again. I think like basically the I... slap on the wrist for carbon is going to make other brands realize that like, okay, we can't push the limits and we got to be a little bit smarter about what we sell and um, what paddles we put in the hands of who. Sure. But I think this way the sport is going and as there's more money involved, individuals themselves are going to look for any advantage they can get. And if they can get away with playing with a paddle that may not pass all of the testings, 
they could do it. It happens I in think, every sport. It's human yeah, nature. I, I think all of this has a long way to go and it's going to evolve. And um, this is just kind of like the first pass. Yeah. This is the Everybody first, is like this is where like, um, and I saw Eula or stuff like yeah, that. Eula or Jula came out with a statement too. Did they have an issue with some of their paddles being tested? Yeah. So um, how do you pronounce that? Yola. Yola. So I yeah. So I was close. texting one of the guys over there because I was like, all right, let's hear it from you. I'm not going to listen to what these people are saying online. So basically somebody went with a USA pickleball official at the tournament behind the scenes and unofficially tested a Jula paddle. From my understanding, if I'm wrong about this, I'm sorry, but essentially the way a test works is you don't just test one, you test six, you get a read for each of those six, and then you take an average of those six. Because there's going to so, be small discrepancies between each paddle in production, whether it's a 2% yeah. difference up or down. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then there's also field tests versus lab tests. Now, lab right. tests are the ultimate decider. So a field test is sort of like, should we send, that's the test to say, should we send it to the lab for the official test? So anything in the field is essentially irrelevant, especially because because it's not in a lab, which is the official testing process, and you're not doing the um, the correct way of doing it, right? Which is like the the six paddles, and then you take the average, you know, whatever yeah. procedure they typically do. I'm sure there are probably some other things that differed, but essentially they tested this one Jula paddle, and uh, it came back illegal in the video. And the USA pickleball there guy is is saying like, yeah, it's it's legal and you can tell that they didn't realize they were on camera. So somebody's taking a video of this. Now, many people think it's a certain pro. I'm pretty sure it is that certain pro because I recognize his voice in the video. Okay. Um, but you know, then this this video gets released out to the public and everyone's like, oh, so USA Pickleball wants to go after Carbon, but won't go after Yola because the number one players player plays with Yola and you don't want to screw over the number one. You know, so there's all that type of conjecture going on as well. Mm. But I think in my like defensive Yola, it's like, all right, well, all of their paddles are approved. It sounds like USAPA did some behind the scenes testing that they didn't talk about in public that people don't know about of the Yola paddles, just to be sure at the tournament. And they determined that they're still within the guidelines and uh, they allowed Yola to continue to be played at the tournament. And the USA pickleball continues to say that, Yola is in compliance and there's no issue there. So I would say that just like Yola is a business mm -hmm. until it's certified. Otherwise, it's not really fair to be like, oh, I think this, I think that. Um, but I do get why, given the sloppiness of the way the situation was handled altogether, there's all these like conspiracies and conjecture and different things flying around. So I don't know. Oh. It's uh, it's it's interesting. And apparently well, you know a lot what of people I are like. very interested in it because our email, our newsletter yeah. had more opens than like I've ever seen. It was crazy. Wow. You got the perfect clickbait bait this time. It's great. One paddle company finds a way to defeat the system. <laughs> Is that what your headline was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like uh, pickleball company sandbags entire industry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've never had an issue with any of my gamma paddles and I love them. So uh, I'll stick with those. But uh, it is an interesting time. And I think that it's, like I said earlier, as the sport gets more competitive and there's more money involved, people are going to go through to greater lengths to gain any advantage, sometime ill-gotten. And that's just the nature of sport and humankind. And uh, mm -hmm. there's no way around it other than to 
counter whatever things you're seeing happening. So something has to happen before a guideline can be put in place. So this is that moment for these paddles. Yeah. Yep. So, well, it'll be interesting. I think that will change. I think we'll see it. Uh, uh, my prediction is that it will go from the paddle company to each person's liability because the paddle companies won't want to be involved with making paddles that aren't approved. Uh, they'll want to steer clear of that and it will be yeah. then on the well, players. I guess just to add a little bit more context, one of the interesting things was I think uh, when we had Colin on, he was sort of indicating that he thinks that the carbon is pushing the limits to a degree that's unfair. And so he mm. sort of already had an inclination that it was illegal. Yeah, he yeah. was kind of implying that he never outright said it. Yeah. I also sort of heard whispers about that generally around the pickleball world that like what you can do with the carbon is unfair. And um, there was sort of whispers that it was beyond the limit in terms of grit. And that's what this has all been about. So it's all grit. It's the surface. The surface is so gritty. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so you can put a ton of spin on the ball and yeah. it's also why, and again, this is just something that I've heard. Um, I don't know enough about singles. I'm not good enough to really have any sort of opinion here. Uh, but a lot of the players who are sort of newcomers who have picked up a carbon are able to advance up the ranks much quicker, particularly in singles because mm -hmm. of the way they can continue to hit their tennis strokes. Whereas when you typically transition from pickleball to or from tennis to pickleball, you have to flatten out your stroke, you have to change some things, but the carbon allows for you to not have to change as much. And so it's more of a natural tennis motion, be able to shape the ball better, be able to ping lines and hit the deep corners and do things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do when playing with another paddle. So a lot of the pros were saying, hey, I think this thing's like in the red here, similar to what had happened with the Electrum in the past. Mm -hmm. But the tests in the USA Pickleball Lab, they, they comply. So the carbons were legal. But now people are saying, see, we told you so. Interesting. Um yeah, that is interesting to think. Do you think that uh, as, because based on your description, like, is that the future then? Will the limits be changed for maybe more spectacular play in the future? Yeah, I was talking about this with someone earlier today. It's tricky, right? Like you want paddles to continue to innovate. Mm -hmm. You, The paddles need to get better. Uh, they have to every summer year they grade, should be a little better but i'll say there is a certain brand who makes a certain paddle that a lot of people play with it's considered one of the best in the game but for some reason it's a really low price point and i'm listen the only reason it's a low price point is if you can make up the margins uh, elsewhere meaning it's a really low cost thing to produce right so basically like it's a cheap paddle or the saying. grit falls off you think you're saying the grit falls and they off. break and they break all the time mm -hmm. yeah the grit falls off they break all the time it's cheap to make in the first place like there's a long way for paddles to go better materials uh, more innovation all across the board i do think that you have to limit the amount of spin and the amount of like let's just call it like the amount of tennis you can play with with a paddle yeah. Otherwise, you just turn pickleball into tennis. Right. And that's not what we want. They're, they're different games. But at okay. the same time, you don't want to limit innovation to the point where we can't improve the equipment that we're playing with. So it's like a delicate balance. And 
I don't know, are there other things you can improve, like the type of carbon used, like the type of handle, you know, the honeycomb, like, I don't know enough about paddles to know yeah. what types of tweaks you can make and what impact they'll have. But I think we just have to be tasteful about what we limit and what we don't limit and where we allow innovation and where we say, no, that's too much. So when you were, everybody's kind of playing that game right now. When you were talking with Colin Johns, did he give any sort of number or have we heard anything like 5%, 10%, 20%? Like what is, have we heard a number like that? Like how much grittier it is past the level of acceptability? No. I feel like he did say some sort of number, but I can't remember. Okay. But, well, yeah. Uh, hopefully we get it all sorted <laughs> because uh, we like fair play, even though we know that, uh, Everyone's going to push the Here's a pickle pod. We like fair play. <laughs> okay. Get that on the record. Next news uh, Serena Williams and Ellen DeGeneres talk about pickleball on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Tease uh, Serena coming into pickleball. And uh, I think uh, if pickleball grows uh, 100 times what it currently is within the next couple months, we will see Serena Williams at a pro tournament. Maybe down the road. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I think this is kind of like, all right. So back when I first started writing the newsletter, if anybody yeah. on TV mentioned pickleball, I was like, they mentioned pickleball because it was like, there wasn't that yeah. much news. Now you have to, so we had to go find the news, right? Yeah. In this scenario, I think it's kind of one of those circumstances where it's like, okay, it's a massive stage. It's the biggest tennis player in the world. And it's really cool that she's talking about and acknowledging pickleball. And not yeah. only pickleball, but that there is a pro tour. Yes. However, I think there is zero shot that we see her on a pickleball court in any sort of competitive capacity anytime soon. So yeah. I think that's totally overblown. But it is fun to just kind of like imagine her going out there and and um, absolutely crushing everybody. Yeah, with a carbon paddle. With a carbon paddle. We. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that's what I'm saying, though, is if she picked up a carbon paddle, I think she could like... <laughs> Gold medal. I'll give her as many gamma panels as she wants. Uh, the I also think like you mentioned, like anytime pickleball is mentioned in the media anywhere, it was newsworthy. Now I think it's almost becoming trendy. Like so many shows are like, we're so going to go play pickleball. So now so it's like trendy. people are picking up on it and writers and, and talk show hosts and everything are like, now we have to right. mention pickleball because such a large percentage of our audience enjoys pickleball that they're going to get a rise out of it. And it's so new that anybody who recognizes the pickleball reference immediately gets excited. Yeah. Right. It's because, yeah, it's very close to becoming cliche. Yeah. I like it. We still got two years to go of this okay. where it's like, <laughs> it's just like aggressively inserted into like everywhere. Lines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we're here. So uh, yeah. yeah, we're already here. Yeah. Um, um, what other I did news? do a sir. I, I did survey our readers though. And I was just like, all right, like, who you like more Tyson Williams. or Thomas? Oh. Yeah. No. Well, I'm not going to reveal the results of that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's hear the Serena. Serena yeah, Williams it, one. it was just like, all right, so Serena Williams, let's just assume she's only stepped on a court one time. So she's she's hit a pickleball. Mm -hmm. What do you think her baseline rating is? Is it, you know, three out of four? Is it four to four five? Four five to five? Is it above five oh? 
how much what do you think, that, uh, do you much think of, most people said like where do you think people kind of oh probably like four or five so I, the, I, but, yeah, but I think there's more to it. Like if she's not familiar with how the sport moves, then she's going to be lower. Cause she's going to keep just trying to smash the ball. It depends on, this is the whole thing though. It's like, it depends on singles or doubles. And it also depends on singles or doubles, but I think that most readers probably put her at like a four or five. Yeah. It, I was surprised. Like the highest percentage was five Oh plus. Really? People gave just her a lot of credit. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Yeah. I guess I should have specified in the survey whether we were talking about singles or doubles. And um, also how much knowledge she has of the sport. Like, has right. she seen the sport? Has she watched professional? Has she like, does she know about dinking? Does she know the rules? Like there's yeah, so right. much. Yeah. So the one, the only like criteria I gave was that she's been on a pickleball court and played one time. So. Yeah. Yeah. I you think learn, that's you learn. my survey will be better next time. Well, I think that's very, still very generous. I think of your uh, readers to put her at a five Oh plus day two of her pickleball career. Right. Right. Um, If she ever comes to play pickleball, this is my prediction. She trains in secret for like six months till she is certain that she is one of the top players in the world and then shows up. um, I don't think it would be hard for her. All right. Yes. Let's see. Wait, why did you have a 33 million view video on YouTube of like you as a Star Wars character? What was happening there? Pretty dope, right? <laughs> I mean, I didn't, cl- I didn't watch it. Or it was oh, you didn't? All I did was I like saw it. I saw this thumbnail or whatever. Yeah. And I just wrote down 33 million video, like to ask you about it. Like, oh, yeah. On? So uh, this is probably about 10 years ago. Uh, I have friends who make uh, viral videos. They specialized in viral videos back then. And their whole thing was, this is 3. their 3 million views per year, just for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it got like 10 million views overnight. Um, okay. it, it was all over the news. It was like on, people were calling me from all over the country as we launched this video on YouTube. And basically their formula is, something relevant to star Wars news in the moment combined with the most popularly viewed music video on YouTube in that time and done really well. And that's what we did. So we did Gautier's somebody that I used to know combined with uh, star Wars Star Wars that I used to know as I think uh, George Lucas re- re-released the originals, but had made some changes to them. And Got people it. were upset about that. And so, so every it, year, May 4th, it like pops off again. Yeah. It, well, May 4th, I just shared it. It doesn't really pop off. Oh. But like, if you read down the comments, people are like, that's Tyson from Survivor. Oh my God. Like yeah. people are losing their minds. And it's just like another resume thing. Like, am I the most interesting man in the world? I'm getting close. You do have a hell of a resume. It's quite yeah. eclectic. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, somebody had to live this life. I, I guess I, I may as well be me. It sounds like you might be adding. I don't know if I can reveal, reveal this. Not yet. You can't reveal anything yet. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it on the next episode. You got Will one we? more thing coming on your resume. Me too. Yeah. You do too? Oh, we can talk about it. Yeah. Uh, well, let's wait. 
but yeah, it's coming up. I like building up the suspense. Yeah. Yeah. Next it's week we'll make the big cool. reveal. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I wrote down a lot. I wrote down a lot of stuff. Good. So now I'm having option paralysis. I'm like, I don't know which one I want to talk about. Oh man. I've That's been fighting a, a lot of people on Twitter. Um, you have, you've been battling on Twitter. This, yeah. Oh, I love battling of, on Twitter. On behalf of Pickleball. Okay. Uh, and so this is more of like a call to arms for our, our listeners. Yeah. If so you're you on want Twitter, the listeners to battle for you. Yeah. Let's get in the mud together. So people are coming for pickleball and then you're coming after them. Yeah. It's fun though. Yeah. And, um, uh, do you have any real good burns you want to share? Um, no. I actually wanted to, next time we have a pro on, uh, also for our listeners and for the pros that listen, if you want to join us as a guest, pros, let us know. We'll throw you on here, uh, yeah. move around for uh, half an hour, an hour. And if you are a listener uh, that isn't a pro, uh, your chances are slimmer, but you could also recommend a pro you'd really like to hear from. Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, I'm not opposed to having a listener on if they have something interesting to talk about. Yeah, I'm not either. But what I'm saying is that uh, these pros, uh, yeah, they have some input that we want to hear. So my dad just texted me from the hospital. Uh -huh. Bring a pickleball paddle tomorrow. Some of the nurses want to see one. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's hanging out. He's hanging out with. He's making a lot of nurse friends. He's telling him about the pickleball paddles. Tell uh, tell your dad to tell him to use a uh, Tyson twenty at checkout at gammasports.com for a <laughs> discount on a paddle. Yeah. That's a good plug. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what else we got? Um, let's see. So. We have, well, this is, this is, this is, I typically would have brought this up at the end of an episode, but since we're talking about listeners, we have uh, 74 reviews on Apple pods. You know, that it's pretty good. That is pretty good. I bet we can get more. I bet we can get over a hundred. Yeah. Leave us a review. If you guys haven't le left us a review on um, the Apple like podcast app. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah, we're, uh, this is free content for you, and the way that we keep going is yeah, it helps, by getting it helps more listeners. So if you leave a review, it puts mm -hmm. us up in the ratings so that more people find the podcast easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, subscribe. Um, and yeah, DM us like topics and stuff like that. If you have uh, questions. I like, I like hearing from our, our listeners more. I'm getting yeah. more and more like DMs from people. like, And uh, I always talk back assuming i i see it it's not only me on the on on our social anymore so it's not always me that you're talking to but um i like interacting with, with and people. how about this thomas yeah let's say we get to a certain amount of listenership or a certain amount of reviews would you be open to then recording the podcast live for our yeah. listeners to then tune in as we're recording yeah. yeah i think we were planning on doing that at one point yeah we are but, uh, we, uh, well, we're not we're not very good at at keeping our scheduled times. We're always shuffling around. So. We uh, I do that on one of my other podcasts, and one of the beauties of it is that as we're talking, I can see people's comments coming up, and then we can respond to those comments in the moment. Or if you have a really great joke, I can steal that and use that as my own. Yeah, right. Exactly. It gives us material. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, yeah. I look forward to that. Uh, 
did we have any other great news for the week? I no, I actually like I have to kind of jump here soon. Okay. Um, but I will and uncle I, need their office. Yeah, I will keep talking about our listeners here though. Um, we're always looking for I won't give like a certain criteria, but people to help out with the with the dink, mm-hmm. running social, um, writing. Honestly, like you name it, assuming you have a good background, if you're like passionate and you like football, you want to work for us, reach out. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to chat about it and explore what the possibilities are. Where can I send my resume to if I like, let's say I need a job. The dink team at heydink.com. Okay. The dink team at heydink.com. Uh, tell your people to look out for my email. All right, I will. Podcaster for hire. Uh, Just DM us too. Yeah, there's a lot of ways, but uh, the Dink is growing. Pickleball is growing. It's an exciting time to be part of the sport. And uh, let's uh, keep this uh, pickleball train rolling. Yeah, and um, I might have to record some ads and insert them retroactively. Do it. Uh, So we'll have to figure that out. But um, You'll figure it out. Sorry, sorry advertisers. Crazy, okay. <laughs> crazy, crazy week. <laughs> That's it. Uh, see All ya. Right. Talk to ya.